Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Smith. No matter what goal you're working towards, I hope to show you that Chasing Health does not have to be a difficult or scary ordeal. Join me and my guests as we talk about all things related to becoming a best version of yourself, whether that's through nutrition, fitness, mindset, or life topics in general, we've got you covered. All right, let's not waste any more time and dive right into the show. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Chase and Health Podcast. Chris and I are here to talk about today about the problem with clean eating. Clean eating is such an arbitrary word that I don't know where it came from, when it started like popping up, but I, I feel like we hear all the time, I, I eat clean or, you know, I like, I think I just need to start this entire show with like, what is even clean eating? Like when, when someone says like, I'm eating clean, what do they really mean? What, like, like in your, what is your definition of clean eating, Chris? Um, yeah, I love this question because when my clients say like, oh, I did pretty good. I ate pretty clean. And I'm like, well, what does that even mean? <laughs> it's like, because my perspective of eating clean might be completely different than yours. Uh, I like when someone says, or let's just, when it goes down to clean eating, 80% rule, uh, right? Like, that's kind of what I'm hoping that my clients are doing, because I don't want my client to be perfect in their nutrition. I don't want my client to be like hitting their, uh, their protein, I 150 grams every day. They're getting their, all their fruits and veggies and they're just eating completely clean. Well, because that doesn't teach them how to eat anything outside of that box. Like, how do you react when you're around the cupcakes and can you have a cupcake and those kind of things? That's kind of like, but when it, like, what is clean eating? It varies for everybody. Um, but I think for me as a coach, I don't want a hundred percent clean eating. You agree with that? Yeah, no, I, I agree completely. And, you know, I, I always kind of chuckle because I, I did this when I first started, you know, back in 2019 with, you know, my own journey, I started with intermittent fasting <laughs> at the time and also clean eating. And my version of clean eating was no fast food, no junk food, quote unquote, like again, like another like, kind of arbitrary term, but like nothing from like, you know, like no chips, candies, cookies, candy, you know, what, whatever else may be like all, all the junk food that we typically think of. And it was basically just eating whatever I cooked at home or having something, you know, very structured when I'd go out to eat somewhere. Like, again, like I couldn't have like the, all the fried foods and things like that. Like I ate very quote unquote clean. Um, and, and, and I also like, you know, I, I think that clean eating can be on either side of the spectrum. In my case, when I was eating very clean, I was eating like 12 to 1400 calories a day, super, super, super low, way less than I should have been eating at the size I was. And that's something that again, like over time that would not have been sustainable for me in the long run. And, but for some people, clean eating could be actually eating a lot of the maybe quote unquote clean foods or nutritious foods, but they're very calorie dense and then causing them to be in a calorie surplus. And I feel like that's one thing we see a lot of, unfortunately, with a lot of the different like fad diets and things like that. And, you know, I, I feel like anytime we talk about fad diets, it's important that we kind of good preface this conversation with like, we're not here to bash. We're not here to criticize. We're here to provide education. So you guys are able to leave this with a clear understanding of 
what you should or should not be doing, what's going to be best for you and your situation. And for the majority of people, these different fad diets are not the best option. They work for some, I understand, but for the majority, they do not. And I think this is where it can sometimes get a little bit sticky is when we talk about clean eating, you know, look at somebody who's eating like keto or Atkins, you know, a very low carb diet. You know, Chris, like if somebody's eating keto foods, you know, what are some like common misconceptions you see with like someone who's eating a lot of keto foods? Yeah. Well, I just want to preface to that. I'm, I'm here to tear them all down. So I don't agree with Chase on that. Like I'm here to just bash them all, tear them down. I'm just kidding. Um, good, good cop, bad cop here. Yeah, right. um, for me, the issue is, and it's kind of a post that I put out of, because I see this a lot of people like, oh, I'm really craving a cookie. And then you see all these comments like, don't do it. Don't give in. You can do it. Overcome it. And then they're like, go eat this, go eat this. And in the long run, it's like, you probably should have just ate the cookie because you just went and had three handful of nuts. You had three string cheese and four slices of bacon and everything else. And it like amounts to 500, 600 calories. And it's like, well, you should have just ate the 200 calorie cookie. Or you find yourself eating a sleeve of cookies two days later because you just white knuckled your way through that instance. And, you know, so like that part of it, but guys, you have to understand the biggest thing that these diets do is they put you into a caloric deficit. They put you into a caloric deficit by telling you that you can't eat any carbs. So you're removing a third of your macronutrients. So now you're only getting calories from protein and you're getting calories from fats. So you've removed a third of your calories that putting you into a caloric deficit. Now you're starting to see this weight loss and this transformation. It's not because all of these carbs are the reason that you're, you know, is causing you to gain all of this weight. The reason that you are maybe seeing spikes in the scale or um, seeing excess body fat is because you're eating in a calorie surplus. Um, so that's kind of where people go wrong with keto is they think they can eat all of the foods that they want to, as long as they're keto friendly. And as long as they're getting high in fats and like it kind of goes to that post that we said, uh, I remember a while back and it was like, okay, so if I had 3000 calories of chicken breast and broccoli, would I gain weight? Well, yes, I would because I'm in a calorie surplus. So you just have to remember that. Like even if you're eating a bunch of keto friendly foods and you're not seeing progress, it's because calories do matter. And the, at the end of the day, what are you in taking? How much are you in taking? And I see this so much when like, you know, from talking to somebody that's on keto and it's like, well, how many calories are you? And you're like, well, you don't need to track calories on keto. And I'm like, actually, that's probably why you're stuck and you haven't seen progress. Yeah. So. Yeah. There, there, a lot of the keto foods, I mean, like, let's be honest, like keto, like really, you know, encourages a very high fat diet. Fats are the, um, have the highest amount of calories per gram of macronutrient, you know, compared to, you know, they have, they have nine grams per calorie, or excuse me, nine calories per gram of fat and protein and carbs are four calories per gram. And so when we're in, introducing a lot of fats, you know, we're having a lot of like avocado butters, you know, coconut oils and, you know, uh, just all cheeses, 
yes, almonds, you know, uh, bacon and just all of these things, like cream. Like I've talked to people before where they're like, oh, I, you know, like we're like, what's it like bulletproof coffee or something like that, where they put like all this like heavy whipping cream in their coffee. And then they, you know, some people even put butter in it and coconut oil and like just so much fat inside of their coffee. And they're like, well, this helps me get in ketosis. That ketosis doesn't help you lose body fat. Like, let's be honest. Like, <laughs> a calorie deficit helps you lose body fat. You're and that's wake, one. What's you're that? Gonna w- you're gonna wake up a lot of people with that comment right there. <laughs> <laughs> I I will fight you on that. <laughs> Come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. I think it's just really important to realize that a lot of these foods are not conducive for trying to be in a calorie deficit. Now, granted, yes, when we cut out carbs, like you said, like, and we're eating a lot of protein, that can make it a little more challenging to eat too many calories and easier to be in a deficit. Same thing with like, you know, like paleo, when you're, when you're focused on eating a lot of like really, uh, you know, high quality foods that are like all, you know, fresh and fresh produce and proteins and things like that. Of course, it's going to be a lot harder to eat overeat on that. Most people would have a very hard time eating way too much chicken. Like you know, you said like 3000 calories of broccoli and chicken. Most people probably couldn't do that. Of just like plain chicken breast and plain steamed broccoli. Most people could not probably overeat that. And so that's where it does make it a little more challenging. Or even like, you know, weight watchers. You know, like being completely honest like weight watchers if if I I always, I always jokingly say if I had to pick one I feel like that's probably the one that like I would have to pick like that would it it has its I think more pros than most of the others but even that like I am I am not a uh, not a fan at all of like their zero point foods like what like why are we counting points your body doesn't recognize points your body doesn't know if you're eating five points zero points three points a hundred points like. It knows calories. Points are not scientific. Points are a made-up system for you to buy into their program. So let's figure out how many calories you're having because I've seen people, they're like, oh, I have a zero-point lunch. And they have this huge plate of all these foods that they're saying they don't have to account for. Whereas it's probably a few hundred calories. And then it's like, oh, I can't lose weight. Yeah, because you're eating all these zero point foods that have calories in them and they add up. A calorie is a calorie regardless whether you count it or not. And so I think it's just really important to keep that in mind as well. Um, But I guess, you know, Chris, like when we look at why a lot of like the clean eating stuff and when it and when we really focus on trying to eat clean, where can people run into some issues when it comes to like social events or traveling or just like living their life. Like why isn't clean eating so sustainable, especially with those kind of things coming up? Yeah. Um, this is my take on a lot of this stuff and your, any nutrition plan in general is it has to fit your lifestyle. It's number one, you're never going to be able to adhere and be consistent with something that isn't aligning with your lifestyle. And I guess a, a great example of this is actually, I had a call this morning with a client and I was like, she was, I called my friend and uh, told him that I can't eat out anymore. And she did this before she had this talk with me. And I was like, wait a second. Like, why do you think you can't eat out anymore? And I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say that you can eat out four times a week, but you can still eat out and, and, and succeed in this. And like part of this is, is 
where I always go back to a lot of these fad diets is these fad diets are dictating how you're going to live your life. Instead of finding a nutrition plan that aligns with your life and allows you to enjoy birthday cake at little Johnny's birthday party, like, do you really want to like look back at a picture of your nine-year-old's birthday and be like, oh yeah, that was like, mom, where are you in this picture with my birthday cake? Oh, that I was doing keto at that time. Are you freaking kidding me? Like that shit pisses me off. Excuse my language. And then it's like, or like any restrictive plan. Like if your plan tells you that you can not eat something, like you shouldn't probably avoid it because everything should be on the table. And so when you're looking at like social events or like, God forbid, you're on a road trip and your husband's like, hey, let's stop and grab some dinner. And you're like looking at a menu and you have to, you know, find a restaurant that's going to fit your nutrition plan. Like, oh, that has that everything on it has carbs in it. Like there's, you know, oh, that's not going to fit into my points today. And you just keep driving and driving, trying to find a restaurant. I hope you run out of gas. No, I'm just kidding. I don't mean that. Um, but like, <laughs> But like you have to figure something out that is going to fit into your lifestyle specifically. So if you're somebody that likes to eat out a lot, if you're somebody that has a lot of social events, well, you should probably get have a lot of um, freedom and eat, be able to eat a lot of the foods that you love. Yep, absolutely. I think you you know you said that really well. And I think just the the most important thing is is to like also just look at like what this will do to your relationship with food too. You know, I think you know we we talk a lot about relationship with food inside of our program with all of our clients because it is really is the foundational piece of all of what we do. Like if you don't have your relationship with food under control and you're still emotionally eating, stress eating, binge eating, overeating on things be, because you haven't healed that yet, then all the work you do is just going to come crumbling back down. And so, you know, I, I think one thing that I know you talk about a lot, Chris, is, you know, we, the moment we take all these foods away and then we lose weight because we're in a calorie deficit, but we think it's because we removed carbs. Well, the moment we start eating more carbs back and we start gaining weight again, then we're like, what the heck? It, yep, there it is. It's the carbs. The carbs are the bad thing. I can't eat carbs because I'm I'm not, you know, I'm I, I, I'm not going to lose weight if I'm eating carbs. Whereas, like, if we just account for our calories and have our carbs, you'd be just fine. Like, I mean, I, our 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 clients don't count carbs and fats for the most part, but most are eating 100, 150, 200 grams of carbs a day, um, and seeing fantastic results. And so again, it comes back down to controlling your calories, not focusing on like what things are going to be detrimental to your progress. Yeah, we don't, like Chase said, we don't focus on it. And I've actually did this. Uh, I had a client, she was in her 50s and she was not like, didn't have a lot of weight to lose. She was in her like 150s um, for weight. And I was like only looking at her protein, only looking at her calories. And I was like, I'm just curious, like how many carbs she's actually eating. I went back. She was eating over 200 grams of carbs. A woman in her 50s at 150 pounds, and she lost a lot. She lost over 30 pounds in our program eating over 200 grams of carbs most days. Mm -hmm. So it's like carbs are not the issue, guys. And that's what we, we really want to get across to you guys, that counting calories. Yes, I understand Like when you think about this for the long haul of like, yeah, I'm not going to track forever. You don't need to track forever. 
but your calories matter. That's the only thing at the end of the day that really matters. So, and, and then going back to like the relationship with food that like Chase was touching on is we start to identify as that is the issue or like the whole low fat thing. Oh, I'm going over my fats. Well, okay, that could be, but that's putting you into a caloric surplus. It's not necessarily the fats um, that are are doing that. So there, there's adjustments that we you can make there. But we also need to understand that protecting your relationship with food is the number one thing. And I just think that the moment a diet tells you that you can't do something like good food, bad food, and you start to believe that when I see it in comments a lot on our page of like, oh, that's bad food. I'm like, it's a red flag to me. I'm like, no, like mm-hmm. that's a relationship with food issue that we should probably discuss. Yep, absolutely. I think guys, you know, bottom line is here, like as far as like, you know, what is the problem with clean eating? It's just because clean eating has no objective um, data to look at, right? Like this is why we track calories. This is why we create awareness around our calories that we're eating so we can figure out what is what is the problem? Like, right? Like, are we, are we under eating our calories? Are we overeating our calories? Are we at maintenance? Like, why aren't we seeing progress? Like, if we just say we're eating clean, that means nothing. Like Chris said in the very beginning, like when clients, even when clients say like, I've been eating really clean. Okay. What does that mean? Pretty clean. Okay, great. You had all, you had like, you know, a ton of veggies throughout your day, but oh, but you also had a whole sleeve of Oreos. Okay. So we're like, like, yeah, you had a lot of clean stuff, but you had the whole sleeve of Oreos as well, right? Like we have to like, look at like, what does that actually mean? So, you know, I think the biggest thing is whenever you're not seeing progress, take the subjectiveness out of it and start increasing your objective data and start becoming more aware of what you are, where you are lacking and where you're falling short at. And that's when we can start creating more awareness, start taking more action and creating more results that you're looking for. And so don't get caught up in the clean eating stuff, guys. I know there's a lot of that going around being the new years, create awareness, figure out what's going to work best for you. You don't need to do something with a name on it. You don't need to do anything restrictive. Again, like Chris said, if anything is telling you don't do this or don't do that, run the other direction. Chris, as we wrap this up, what else do you have to add to this? Um, I actually love what uh, Coach Dolly put. Uh, I saw one of her comments today, and it was like, I call my diet Dolly's diet. And he's like, yeah, she conforms it to that. any way she wants to. And and that's what you need to do, is you need to conform your nutrition uh, plan to your lifestyle. There's so many things that play into this. And and like, there's always like a one food that like we have that it's like, okay, if this, if they tell me that I can't have this, I'm not doing it. And like, that's because it's, there shouldn't be any of that. There shouldn't be any foods off the table. So find what's going to work for you guys uh, for the long haul. I think that's super important to also specify is that if you're like, I can't see myself doing keto in 50 years or 30 years from now, well then why even spend five days doing it? Yep, exactly. Awesome, guys. Well, that's going to conclude today's episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I know if you guys, so also I want to just leave this with you guys. If you are done with the keto stuff, done with the Atkins stuff, like none of that stuff's working for you, and you want to start tracking and gaining more awareness, start tracking, gain some awareness. And then if you need some more direction as far as like what your macros, what your protein should be, your calories should be, I'm going to drop a link down in the show notes that you can fill that out. Chris will get your macros and also some first steps that he would encourage you to take completely for free guys. Like we aren't here just to like get you in our coaching program. Like sure it's there if you want it, but we also want to help more people 
And so if this means getting you the numbers you need and you want to run with that yourself, amazing. We love that for you. We want to help you with that. So go fill that out. We will get you those numbers over to you right away. And we will talk to you guys on the next episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. Once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I greatly appreciate you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, you can help me by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps me become more visible to others. Also, share this episode with friends or family and take a screenshot of the episode and upload it to your stories. Be sure to tag me and my guests so we can be sure to say thank you. If you ever have any questions or feedback about something covered on the show, you're always welcome to send me a message. You can find me on Instagram at changing underscore chase. Have a great day, guys. And remember, you matter.